You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. The views and opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily represent those of the network, its advertisers, owners, or sponsors. You can flee the country, you can change your name, you can blame that skid mark in your panties on the meteor. But you know that was days ago. Change that shit. (laughs) But nothing. 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 We'll save you from the watch list. (gasps) Oh, hell no. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. That really grossed me out. Well, no. Okay. You know what? There's a a story that accompanies this. Oh, come on. The worst thing in all my years of massage happened today. Oh, God. The worst <laughs> What? Because, you know, I'm getting scared here, thing. just you. Uh, I say, tales from I, the massage parlor. Volume that 7. Like tales from the crypt in the whole It was. Dude, like, this story, this thing that happened to me today, had <laughs> people at the clinic. You got the poo on you? Calling their friends and saying, girl, you never guess what happened at work today. To Casey, oh my God, I feel so bad for that girl. People were calling their friends, <laughs> messaging on Facebook like, you will never believe this. So, long story short, guys, please f- shower. For God's sakes, watch your ass. Aww. Like, why? It's like, seriously, okay, puberty hit me like a ton of bricks, right? And I would blow through deodorant like crazy when I was a preteen. So the thought of anyone smelling my pits, let alone my ass, <laughs> horrifies me. Oh, See, we're not you? talking about vaginas. We're talking about asses. That's true. I'm like, can we not? We, should, we shouldn't talk <laughs> As a about fellow massage today. therapist, can I guess this? Yes. Did you massage towards the... I'll, I'll, I'll even be in proper terms. Did you massage towards the glutes and the cheeks spread a little bit? and The, the gluteal horizon? Out? Yeah, like, because I've done a move before where I use my elbow and... I mean, they're covered when you massage, If you know, for those who who don't do massage out there. But they're covered, but you, you know, uncover one cheek at a time and you'll do some massage movements with your hands or your Mm -hmm. arm. But you'll get to the point where you're doing a gliding movement and then the butt cheek kind of spreads and you can tell when it spreads apart. And it's like, yeah, this whiff of like, like this wind comes between the butt cheeks. And if you don't (laughs) bathe well enough, it's like, (laughs) like the desert. Dude, it it was like that when I first walked in the room. Oh, oh no. my God. So I'm like, holy shit, that's my client. So then I'm like, okay, you know, she's, you know, it's funny because the, 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 the assistants, the chiropractor assistants were like, um, she's getting a massage? I'm like, yeah. They're like, oh, I've never dealt with her before. I didn't know she was <laughs> Were they honky. like saying that because they're like, good luck? Yes. I really like, left the building. <laughs> and I didn't realize that. I'm like, oh, okay. And then I get it. I'm like, oh, my God, what's that smell? So then, and it, she has sciatica. I, I should not be saying this too, too in depth. But anyways, I had to work on her glutes. 
I shouldn't even be defining the gender, but anyway. And I had to put my shirt over my mouth to keep from gagging. And I hate lavender. I doused her in lavender. And then uh. this is the worst part. I made it through. Damn near threw up. Whatever. And then I left the room and <laughs> she had left and I turned on the fan, started Lysoling everything and just to fumigate the room. She comes back in and I'm all awkward. I'm like, oh yeah, I get, you know, I get real hot during massage, you know, trying to, you know, make it an excuse for the fan being on. And then when she leaves, after she awkwardly says something or other, leaves, I look at the chair oh, that no. you sit on. <laughs> When you're putting your clothes back on, yeah, big old shit stain. Oh, oh no, no, really, shit stain. Yep, I'm talking like not just skid mark, not just. How do you shit in someone's chair? It was, it, dude, it was shit. Like it was like a, ugh. and also it was textured. I feel like if somebody hasn't showered <laughs> before, like gross. a massage, you should be able to reserve the right to be like. No. You know, I could have done that. I this could have. was an elderly person? We're talking 60s. I don't care how old you are. Like, wash your ass before somebody's about to rub your bare naked body well, down. Well, the only thing I was right. thinking of is, like, she can't hold it or something. I don't know. It's an older person. I mean, you're sexy. But, but when I went to stretch yeah. the Unless arms, you were taking the anal pits. poundings every day, like, your butthole <laughs> should still be able to tighten up and clench and, you know not let it go it on was, a chair oh my god so of course everyone came up to me and they just wanted to know like how'd you do you're like and i would clean that chair for me <laughs> oh yeah i go there's a shit stain on the chair and <laughs> oh. one of the doctors goes shut the front door no there is not i said yeah so i went and i i was a trooper right i grabbed some gloves <laughs> And the cover comes off, folded it up, threw it in the wash, Mm-mm. wanted to die. But yeah, I've, I've had creeps, boner 3000, whatever. <laughs> but boner shit stain was the worst. <laughs> I would imagine yeah. that's optimal. You yes. know, a boner, I guess I can understand that. They're like, ooh, you hit a nerve and I haven't gotten laid in like four years. Yeah. You know. The wind hit it just right. <laughs> <laughs> But um, I would what I would have done is probably douse those sheets with bleach and labeled them as her sheets. <laughs> right. Now, like, I, w- I was, set them aside for her, just her. <laughs> I was tempted to throw them I would have set them on fire and I was gonna take them the to alley downstream. and then also called that client and been like, I'm sorry, but we cannot assist you anymore in your massages. You will need to find a different facility. This is an automated sorry, robot, why? so do not bother responding. On the <laughs> <laughs> we you only have, have like so many chairs. Room and somehow, you know, you, you can be like, "Oh, this is a cus- like this is a VIP thing right. where you, you bathe in these oils <laughs> and you take a shower." This is not Vietnam. <laughs> you know, it only works if you put it between your butt cheeks <laughs> and in your pit. <laughs> God, because I mean, honestly, it wasn't like she was in- incapable or like handicapped. You know what I mean? I, I would understand to a point right. then, but no, no, you just no, you're just dirty and you just yeah. shit everywhere, right? That's not okay. You know, <laughs> I I uh, had an incident where 
it was kind of similar to that where um, it was this person and they were not, they were actually not even 60. They're probably in their forties or even if that like thirties, forties. And uh, <laughs> it's, yeah, it was one of those things where I only saw them the one time, but I walk in the room and it was just like, whoo. like you could, yeah. Like Casey said, it's like the aroma just hits you. As soon as you walk in, you're like, holy shit. Yeah. It's like a hockey locker room. If but, all the hockey players shit right after the game on the floor. But it's funny because <laughs> after I got done, well, and then what made it worse is this, is this person ended up being a pervert. Oh, God. And they tried to hit on me during the massage. Pervy shit, man? <laughs> yeah. So it was Pervy like, poo. I'm trying to like <laughs> put my face in the air, like, like getting the good air that's still like, you know, up, up high. You got like, infected with a small ass. And he's bath. all like, she's got scuba gear on, like, <laughs> and like, excuse me, what? Like <laughs> a hazmat suit with just your hands exposed and elbows. This person was like, oh, I'm sure you probably have a boyfriend. And do they massage you at home? Oh yeah, like saying st- stupid stuff like that. But does um, he tickle you? Where does he tickle you? Where are you ticklish? And you're like, what? Are you sorry? I'm sorry. What? I think I almost. Pa- I think I passed out there for a minute. I think I, I threw up in the suit. But then this person said after after uh, I was done, I'm like, okay, this is what you do after, and you get dressed. Blah blah blah. They're like, okay. And then this person was like, well, can I take? Because we have a shower in the room. And they're like, because for uh, body treatments. And this person was like, oh, can I take a shower after now? I was thinking you should have took a shower before. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. It's too late for that now. I'm like, uh, what? <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, Come on, y'all. Come that's on. Rude. Also, like, shower before you go get a pedicure. Like, before, yeah. like, maintenance is about to done, be done to your body by another person. Just, like, Shower graces. and, like, shave your legs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay, that's just personally like. me. Like, if I were a massage therapist, I wouldn't last. Because one hairy-ass dude would come in. I'd be like, nope, I quit. Really? Yeah. That's I funny, because I, I have a lot of women it. that, once I get to the legs, like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I did not shave my legs. Just, yeah, Men don't have to shave girl, their legs. Whatever. She knew before she walked out the door. <laughs> we used it's to do really that in that school, like, though. Oh, my God, oh, I forgot right. until just now before you're about to touch them. But, but that's <laughs> really not even really a big deal. It's, it's, not, it's not even, uh, a, like, unless the hair smells. that grosses me out. <laughs> I just feel like females shouldn't have hair on their legs. I don't know. Unless I get into like, like argue with men on Facebook on, with like, feminists about this all the time. That are like, nah, I'll be hairy. And I'm like, you can be furry all you want to. I personally think it's gross. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, girl. I am not your type. <laughs> not today. I'll be friends. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but like Jess said, with the pedicure thing and going to maintenance and and just taking care of yourself. I don't understand how people don't realize like that they have funguses and stuff. Didn't you see your toe was starting to like <laughs> d- discolor and what? I mean, I'm not saying anything like you can get fungus <laughs> and whatnot from going to places. And I'm not saying that you're you're dirty. What I'm saying is, how do you not understand that your your toenails changing? Right. How do you not like some people yeah. go in and they're like, oh, I didn't realize my toenail was falling off. This is a, this is a dude <laughs> thing too. Like they just don't like oh well you know whatever. I don't wear sandals or anything. It's like, no, that's, that's, that's gross. Like this, yeah. is, this is a condition. It's just, it's not just an aesthetic. 
Yeah, go see Next a doctor. Time, right. You're it, not it's gross if you have condition. fungus because these things happen and, and they, you can get that kind of stuff from people who don't sanitize their, their tools and um, are not cleanly. So it's not even like a personal thing where you're not being, you know, hygienic. But right. the thing is, you know, I, I don't know. I'm just like really conscious and I notice any little change in my body. Right. So I don't really understand when people are like, oh, yeah, that, that's been like, black and blue for you know three months and i don't really think about it like what i don't know it takes a lot to get me to go to a doctor though i like busted my ankle before like really bad and i just didn't go to the doctor but i have insurance so i'm like oh if i need a cast that's gonna be expensive so i'm just gonna ace bandage that bitch back well if you if you looked down and you saw that you had some yeah, if I had fungus, some freaky, you'd at least get on. some over the counter stuff. Yes, right? and I Kill would it go. With fire. Well, and I would go see my doctor at some point because that would freak me out because that's my my feet. Because that would probably like get in your bloodstream after a while, right? Yeah, like staff. Yeah. yeah. So mm, about that gonna happen. Yeah. So if you look down when you're sitting on the couch <laughs> and you were not eating Fritos, <laughs> and then, <laughs> you were, you were in fact eating baked lays that happen to be on your lap <laughs> not on your feet and you're like i didn't have corn chips <laughs> you ruined fritos Get for a while to for a me. Doctor. And they're like my favorite chips <laughs> i hear fungus tastes like cool ranch oh my god That's it. now you're ruining all the chips stop it i'm muting you <laughs> oh no oh <laughs> I was silenced. It's the first time ever. Man, do not ruin chips for Jess. She's like, it's, it's the last. Fritos, sh- shut down the whole system. It's the only thing I have, guys. But she moved on to Cool Ranch Fritos. Now you're just being mean. She's like, just I'm going to ruin trail mix for you one day. Mark my words. I would never do that. That's just cruel and unusual punishment. Trail mix is delicious. It's sweet and salty all at once. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kevin. Oh, man. So, anyway, Holly, do you remember what you wanted to talk about? <laughs> I guess I'm laughing. Um, <laughs> yes. So, actually, in the opening segment, when you're introducing the show, you uh, were you brought up the meteor, and I'm not sure if you guys have heard this, but when I was at um, one of my jobs, they brought up the whole meteor and uh, asked me if I saw it and or heard it, which I had not. Did you guys actually see it or hear it? No, I was at work. You did myself, but uh, I felt, well, I didn't feel it. I heard it, but I thought it was something on the roof because I was here when it happened. And I'm like, oh no, is that like the ACE, like the heating and cooling system on the roof? I'm like, did anybody else feel or hear that? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, it was the roof, right? And then everyone's looking and they're like, no, I don't know what it was. Yeah. And I'm like, it was an earthquake maybe. And I'm, Dave's like, no, it wasn't. I was like, maybe it was a meteor. It's interesting because... um I didn't see or hear anything. I actually, at that time, I was in Lincoln Park and I was about to go into Meyer. And then when I came out, I looked on Facebook and I feel like everything just spreads so crazy. Like anything that instantly happens, it's always on Facebook. Oh, yeah. So, but I thought it was funny because um, people started saying it's aliens and the government's covering it up. <laughs> and then um, we're saying, you know, also uh, people were concerned that it was a missile, yeah, or things like that, because of what's been going on with the government, especially with Trump throwing around, uh, you know, insults to other countries and such. But I was at 
um, one of my jobs and they were talking about it and they said the reason they brought it up was because my coworker, her pastor, and I don't know if you guys heard the story, her pastor, um, and I need to make sure that I get this right, um, the right church. It's called I, I Am Church. Have you heard of it? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Uh, this guy, his name is Rick Satterfield, and he is a pastor in the Down River area. And one of my coworkers actually goes to his church. Well, he predicted the meteor in a video from December. Get out of here. And it's dated on the video. I think it was um, this, dated December 31st, 2017. The man said, I had a dream a meteor was coming to the Great Lakes and it was going to hit Michigan. And then he goes on to say, it would cause Ohio and Canada to feel the impact of it. At roughly 8.15 p.m. Tuesday, a meteor ripped through the sky, shaking houses and windows across Metro Detroit. People reported seeing it as far as Illinois, Pennsylvania, Ohio, Indiana, Missouri, Ontario, Canada. At 9.29, the church with locations in South Rockwood and Rockwood posted on Facebook today, January 16th, 2018, the meteor prophecy from I Am Church senior pastor was fulfilled. Satterfield told the pre-press on Wednesday that he's since heard from hundreds of people after the meteor hit. He also said this was no doomsday prophecy, but rather an indication of great things happening in the region. Oh, that's good. So actually he said where people um, might fear whatever's going on, thinking that this is a missile or whatever it may be, it actually, in his dream, it was a prophecy of something great that it was going to happen for us. Finally. Uh, yeah. So it was um, a good thing. He said, it's a great day. It's a great time. It's not gloom and doom. It's a jubilee day. Uh, I want to go to this church because he sounds very positive. I'm, I'm like, know. Uh, you know, I thought you were going to say like, he said it's going to be the end of the world. And this no, he's saying it's supposed, to, <laughs> it's supposed to start here and spread down across the U.S. He said, I heard a voice say the meteor would hit the Great Lakes, but not heard anything. It also said there would be a revival that starts here and spreads across the planet, bringing together people of all regions and backgrounds. He said, oh, I'm wow. going to bless people in this region, restore them. Satterfield said, and it's going to be financially um, and physically, and it's going to be mentally. Do you know what denomination it is? He said, this non-denominational Christian church has about 200 members. So I also had the video. Yeah, cue it up. Um, That's awesome. I know, right? I love this story. I'm like, I like good news. I like this pastor. I do too. (laughs) I totally thought you were going to say. Because I mean, clearly he was like actually Dead on meteor hit, and it didn't hurt anybody, right? At all. I'm pretty sure this is the video. Hold on one second. Well, my phone will work. It says a f- prophetic word was uh, saying how he's. Spread this message before okay, it happens. Put it right in front of the mic. No.
on to say that on Tuesday, January 16th, 2018, a meteor hit Michigan just like his dream. You know, when he said, he was saying, talking about the the manifestation before the coming of Christ, um, the Christian church has said that we are actually in, as of 2016, uh, the seven years of plenty which is right before the seven years of famine where everything is going to go well, you know, we're going to experience economic booms and, you know, so on and so forth, uh, which is great. But then followed by seven years of famine, which leads up to the tribulation. I, I might be wrong about this, but I thought she also said that he predicted something else about, I don't know if it was the stock market or something else, something like going up. And it did happen too. He like he predicted Dang. one other thing happening. From from what I was told, I mean it could be wrong, but I know that at least this was going on. That's really really cool. I'm yeah, glad you brought the story. At least for the next, you know, at least we have good shit coming. <laughs> yeah. Right. So I'm like that. Enjoy, enjoy it's good the because seven years. I feel like everybody yeah, exactly. kind of needed that, especially since you know there's so many people who are down about things and the way that the direction. Of the world is going and um, kind of losing hope sometimes. You know, it's hard because I think there's a lot of really great things happening in the world. 
but it's it's hard when your only window to the rest of the world is the media because they're only reporting what is going to get ratings. Yeah. Drama. And it's always the same story over and over and over. The same center, the same focus. Right. So it's like they control how we feel. Like, you know, they're puppet masters just pulling the strings. And then that gets people up in arms. I don't know. But it's interesting because, you know, a lot of times people predict things and they'll say, you know, whatever, but they don't, they're not usually right about the times or they happen way later. And this was dated on the 31st, uh, New Year's Eve. And then happened, you know, he said in the beginning of January and it happened only a couple of weeks later. Wow. That's crazy. Well, that's technically what a prophecy is. <laughs> yeah. Something that's going to happen that, you know, somebody speaks and then it happens. He's and that's like right about the exact time too. Pretty know? accurate. Yeah. Like super accurate, creepy accurate, actually. Because, yeah. Wow. It's exciting. It's hopeful. Y'all want to yeah. go to church on Sunday? Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yeah, that guy's awesome. Does does he have a website? Um, I would look really quick. But his name is Rick Satterfield. Um, I'll also post the link on the watch list page for the video. That's crazy. Hmm. But okay, so it's supposed to be seven years of bounty and then seven years of famine. Yeah. That leads up to the tribulation. However, if that's what you believe, then you're also saying that you know when God's going to come back because you're adding up numbers. Yeah, that's pretty cocky when you think about it. Right. If you're supposed to be, you know, a person of the Christian faith and church to say, yeah. Um, I'm going to look it up and uh, I'll post it if I find uh, one for, for his church or for him exactly. Yeah, that's crazy. That's very cool. Mm-hmm. But I'll post right now um, the link to the video. You know, there were uh, f- people in the fields in like Midland trying to find traces of the meteor. I wanted to go find a, it. Yeah, it's worth a lot of money. I want to keep it, though. I want to find a piece and like keep it. You saw that guy who found some Just pieces, right? Pretty cool. Found a couple pieces of it. He claimed uh-uh. it. Did he? Is that where it landed at? Was it in Midland? See, that's the thing, is that, okay, question. Now, people were telling me that it actually did not touch down because it will still make that flashing and boom noise if it passes over and burns up in the atmosphere. Right. Because I, because there's so much debate about that because I, for one, would think that, you know, someone would notice a giant crater in the earth and go, yeah, it was here. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like, how is it nobody knows where (laughs) it actually is? I think it burned up. And then still made it. You know what's wild? Well, why? About why would it make such a boom though? If it burned up, at what like because it's it going exploding so fast or whatever. 
burns up and then explodes? Like, uh, I don't think it explodes. It's just at the, the rate of which it's passing. Well, then why would that? I guess I don't know. It, think of like lightning. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> huh. Okay. Yeah, so there's like so you know, there's pieces that landed in multiple locations, but nobody was actually like being done the head by a piece of meteor and like was killed. Right. Okay. Right. So that's what leads me to believe so. that it did not touch down. But I hear things back and forth, back and forth. Even one of our mutual friends, uh, Holly, posted, "Okay, did a meteor actually like pass over or hit Michigan, or is this just Facebook news?" Yeah, <laughs> I thought that it like. <clears throat> Landed somewhere. I don't know. But then there was like a video that was out about it or whatever. Somebody had taken, I'm guessing from their car, that was it, like coming down. Like, I don't know how the, how they got the timing of that right. I feel like some people just keep their phones on that little thingy on their dash in case something crazy happens, maybe. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that was just one of those times. You see it like coming down, like all bright and stuff. So right. You know what's crazy about that is that... At the same time that the meteor hit, or not hit, but, you know, the the whatever people were, like, on Facebook saying, oh, did you feel that? Did you hear that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I totally thought, because this is the first thing I read, there was actually um, uh, this guy I know, and at the end of his block, this garage exploded at the very same time. Oh, yeah. I heard about that, too. Yeah, it was at the end of his block in Taylor. And he had videos of it and everything. And then so people on Windout were like, oh, my God, did you hear that? And I'm like, uh, a garage blew up in Taylor. <laughs> so like, and then I'm like, Meteor? Did the Meteor hit Taylor? What happened? Yeah, it's funny because someone posted um, on Facebook and said, no, guys, it's not a Meteor. Someone's garage just blew up. Right. It was like at the exact same time. Yeah, but it's like, ah, that it. That would happen at the same time. Yeah, because those guys. Okay, so it was two. He was messing with something in his garage. It was like yeah, uh, it was a car. It was gasoline for or something like that for. It was nitro. For a race car or something. Yeah, and then they were trying to put it out themselves, and then they had to bail, and everything just exploded. (laughs) But I was like, that's just so wild that it hit at the exact same time. Because even he hit Facebook, the guy that I knew that, you know, lived on the same block and was like, Meteor? No, guys, it was the garage down the street. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But then people were like, I felt it all the way here in Monroe. I'm like, dude, there's no way. You know, come on. Yeah, I heard it in Royal Oak. I don't know that I felt it. I don't know. I was a little buzzed. But I heard, <laughs> <laughs> I heard it on the roof. <laughs> I thought it was like the <laughs> HVAC unit. Man, it's not no meteor. <laughs> Someone's room was shaking because that was a buzz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure it was the air conditioning, you guys. There's no meteor. <laughs> oh, man. First I was like, oh, then it was an earthquake, maybe. Uh, no. But we're cool, though. And you know what? Aliens aren't coming to see us there's kids eating Tide Pods. Like, they have better things to do <laughs> oh, with their know, time, right? okay? Well, that didn't happen in Michigan, so I, I happen to think that we're the cool ones. We've been blessed. Oh, oh nobody ate Tide Pods in Michigan? I don't think that it was a Michigan right, thing. good. You know what's funny? I just asked Jason today, because we bought, 
have Tide Pods downstairs. <laughs> You're like, you, you want to do like, the challenge? Tide Pods? <laughs> no, no, no. I, I didn't. I didn't even know what that was. I'm like, what is all this talk about Tide Pods? <laughs> what's what's not safe about them? What's going on? And he's like, oh, kids are eating them. I'm going, oh, we don't have to worry about that. <laughs> yeah. You sound like an old married couple. What's up with these Tide Pods? Why are they well, bad like, for us? Uh, yeah, like, are they causing cancer? Are they giving us a skin condition? Why do you throw these out? <laughs> yeah, like, do I have to throw those out? Because those were like, I mean, Expensive. they were on sale, but, you know, I'm like, I like these Tide Pods. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, stupid ass parents like blaming something else for their kids being stupid. Right? You're, you raise your kids so dumb they're eating laundry detergent. Right. Like, <laughs> that's not Tide's I fault. Feel like, um, it's 100% your fault. Right. Well, it's the generation that wants attention from any little thing that they think is going to be the next, like, Oh wow, you did that stupid shit, and it's gonna become viral or something. Yeah, but that's, that's probably why cool. they, you just look like but they you're see, mentally you know, retarded. They see Logan mentally disabled, Paul or Paul Logan or whatever the hell his name oh, is. Oh, screw and, that guy! And he's like finding dead bodies in the freaking forest or whatever. Oh, and, the suicide forest in Japan. Yeah, and then he's all like, "Sorry, not sorry," pretty much. Yeah, and making fun of yeah the Japanese culture, and he's like. Mm. I don't think he even apologized about that. He only had like one funny video and I can't even remember what it was. But then all the other videos, I'm like, you're just a fuckhead. You've never been funny. Yeah. I was like, uh, well, yeah, he's his got over. his fan base is, you know, such a young crowd that it doesn't surprise me that these people are now eating Tide Pods. Right. Because it's the stuff that they're showing. And I don't understand who lets their kids watch these videos. I, you know what? I work on a lot of teachers, and it's just so sad. It's not the kids. It's the parents because they expect the system to raise their child. Why is my child like this? Someone has to answer for this. Yeah, you. Yeah. You know? It's not a teacher's job to raise your kid and 29 other kids that are in their classroom for an hour right, each day, depending on what grade. You know? Right. Exactly. And you know what? If you can't parent, here's an idea. Like, don't have kids. Right. They just or have... give them up for adoption to, like, people that actually would be good parents. Right. Don't just yeah. hand them the tablet and go, yeah. oh, go in the corner. Who do you Right. Want? Exactly. You know? These parents these days. Damn parents. <laughs> Tide pods. Shakes that's fists. Why I don't have kids. <laughs> right? <laughs> I was thinking about that. I don't know what Facebook video I saw, but I was like, I don't know if I want kids. Like, that kid could end up being a heroin addict one day and, like, stealing my car, like, shooting me and stealing all my shit and going to selling it for drugs. I think I'll get a dog. It's Um, true, man. Like, one of my clients was talking about kids walking home from school. You know, he's an older gentleman. And uh, he's like, yeah, smoking and swearing at 13 years old. I'm like, man. People just raising their kids any kind of way. <laughs> like, it's true. Well, uh, a client of mine was, we were talking about, she she doesn't have kids either. She's older than I am. And um, so uh, I said to her that, you know, when people who have kids, they're so shocked with people who don't have kids, who are of the age to have kids and just choose not to, because they just don't understand that lifestyle. And, the pushy uh, breeders. Yeah, they're like... <laughs> Well, well, why don't you want to have kids? I mean, and then their excuse of why they had kids, like someone told me one time, well, I want someone to take care of me when I get old. Okay. Um, <laughs> and then that's what you get a long-term care plan for, okay? <laughs> right. And I, I'm like, I get that. Like, you, 
I can see the like the family aspect and you know someone who loves you and is there for you and you know whatever. But and my client made a good point. She's like, Holly doesn't mean that that person is going to take care of you though, right? True. People could be assholes, and I've seen a lot of people who don't want to mm-hmm. take care of their parents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know how many people are in homes and they don't go, like, they barely visit their parents? Yeah. A lot. Yep. I'm like, mm. can we talk about our own grandparents and how, you know, your mom was mainly the one who was going up to bat? <laughs> and while a select few are just like, mm. yeah, if it's inconvenient for people, then they're like, mm. right. It changes them around my whole lifestyle. Right. Oh. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it's, and, you know, Stuff is expensive. Like house uh, homes for elderly people are really expensive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very. Oh, I, I just wanted to say something. Uh, James Fernandez uh, said, Yo, girl, the meteor broke up while passing, burning through our atmosphere. Its fragments are what actually hit the ground. So pieces of it landed, but not a, a single big rock, which is, I mean, what I figured. So uh, thank you, Mr. Fernandez. And thank you for listening. Thank (laughs) y'all. Oh, you know what, people? 248-579-5260. Did I get that right? (laughs) Yeah. All right. I told told James Jaskolski to call in. (laughs) What was that? I told James Jaskolski to call in tonight. He said he, he, he probably will. Probably. Well, you know, he's an Uber driver now. Oh. Well, damn. I know. I feel like he should call in and like, tell us a story. Uber I feel like he, he yeah. I feel like she, he should put it on speakerphone and have his whole car join it. <laughs> <laughs> right? That'd be awesome. He like the, the cab driver where they win money and stuff and they answer questions. Like this would be like some social oh, thing. Oh yeah, I remember that show. <laughs> Cash cab or whatever. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I'm thinking taxi kid confessions. <laughs> that was not a game show. <laughs> It's your dirty mind. Get well, your that, head out of gutter. Wasn't there also that, uh, well, there was also an HBO show where, where they ran the cabs and they were, didn't they have some kind of thing like that? Like you're talking about where it was the more yeah, that, adult, like. Yeah, that was, I. That, the only one I know was Taxi Cab Confessions. Okay, that's probably the one that yeah. was in HBO. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> huh. So, yeah, you're. Stuff that you want to talk about totally blows mine out of the water. Cause I'm like, um, I got a phone number if you find aliens. <laughs> no, 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 go, go on, I'm sure. It's great. Uh, go on, girl. Go, go your, on with your bad self. Go on with your lame ass self <laughs> and your busted ass article from Gizmodo. <laughs> if you find aliens, who do you call? Let's say your house is on fire or overrun by a gang of psychotic raccoons. You don't hesitate. You take out your phone and you call the fire department or animal control and then firemen, raccoon wranglers are promptly dispatched to your home. These are well-established protocols essential to the maintenance of a mostly not on fire, (laughs) feral animal free society. But what about UFOs? What about extraterrestrial beings? Faced with some six eyed slime being root through your tr- rooting through your trash or a spacecraft idling above your backyard, uh, who exactly do you think to call? And what would whoever you called, what would they do when you call them? These questions suddenly pressing what with the recent releva- revelation that the Pentagon had spent $22 million between 2008 and 2012 to investigate mysterious, potentially alien-related phenomena formed the basis for this week's Giz Asks. 
Uh, we reached out to dozens of agencies, everyone from NASA to the Center of Disease Control to the NYPD, to find out who to call in such a situation. Uh, and if any protocols are in place when things are reported, and we came up mostly empty-handed. Though the astronomers and independent institutes uh, we spoke with did provide us with some hope. The U.S. government might, at present, be grievously ill-prepared for the first contact, but there are countless hobbyists and professionals keeping an eye on what's happening here. Uh, excuse me. Uh, Seth Shotsack. Oh, my gosh. Shostak? I almost said Shotsack. Uh, is a senior astronomer. Uh, he says, we are looking for life in space, but we didn't think that they are here. If they were here, you'd have trouble flying out of Newark Airport. When people call to report something they've seen, they the call usually goes to me. Um, so you're supposed to call your local astronomer? Public Information Division, uh, Division New York Police Department. Not, not everybody lives in New York. You can uh, call uh, Center for Disease Control, a NASA spokesperson. This is not helping at all. (laughs) If you find an alien, who do you call? There are several cases to consider. You detect what you think might be an intelligent alien signal coming from outer space. You are probably a SETI. Search for extraterrestrial intelligence scientist. Okay, so let me skip down to the protocols, just in case you run into an alien. For the same three cases, uh, number one, there is not a, sending, uh, not a binding protocol, but most SETI scientists have agreed to one set out by the International Academy of Astronautics, uh, including our policies of public openness and transparency, verification confirmation, and the principle of not sending any message back without agreement from an international body, Uh, such as the United Nations. For spacecraft exploration, there are protocols regarding against planetary protection. Um, To my knowledge, there is no protocol (laughs) for who to call if you find an alien on Earth. Once again, I suggest consulting with your dog. Okay, this was the most useless article ever. (laughs) So what I suggest is not going the Stan Romanek route. Don't look out your window and keep screaming, <laughs> Oh my God! Oh my God! <laughs> oh my God, did you see that? Did you see that? Who would you call? Who would... Okay, so you see an alien, right? Total romantic, right? I would You're like, <laughs> peers up into your window, blinks a couple times. Do you call the cops? Probably not. No, because like, You'd be what f- are they going to do? I'd just be like... Dude, I mean... I don't know. Are you hungry, little guy? Or I'd run and hide in the closet. Like Jess is like, here's some cookies and milk. I got a cat. I don't know who you guys are into. I love the cat, but if it's me or the cat, the cat's going. Is this Elf? Wasn't Elf always trying to eat the cat? And he liked dish soap on his pancakes. I got dish soap and pancakes. It's cool. He's not going to eat me now. Probably doesn't want to. He doesn't want to get infected by my stupid human brain. Uh, So James wanted to know what the topic is. Who do you call when you find an alien? He'll be like, me. <laughs> Not the Ghostbusters. Um, if I was unsure what it was, I'd probably just call the police because I'd be scared and think it was some creeper who was... You know, one time... Well, I probably already talked about this before, but hell, I'll say it again. <laughs> <laughs> one time, Casey and I were driving and it was Halloween and some guy ran up to the car with a, a mask on and almost caused us to run oh into traffic. Oh my gosh. Because she was at a red light. She was like, talking. I was putting on she eyeliner. She was talking to me. Oh, wait. 
I was putting on eyeliner. She, yeah, too. she was putting on eyeliner in the mirror, <laughs> which you probably should never do when you're driving. But okay, we were at a so. light. We were at a light, and it, it was right we around Halloween. And then we she, I think she looked at me, and I was like, and then and then I pointed like you go tor- Casey. I, sh- I should have just said what it was, so she didn't scream. But I I saw behind her that there was a guy. I can't remember if it was a devil's mask or what it was. Mm-hmm. He had a mask on, and I go Casey, and I pointed at the window behind her. And she turns around like slowly, and she's like. Ah! <laughs> and the guy was like, "Ha ha ha!" And then I ran. But she could have, <laughs> she could have drove through traffic or yeah. poked her eyeball out. What if I was completely like what drawing I... a line across your face, which right, would have been a pain in the ass to get off? I said to him, "Like, what if I would have poked my eyeball out? What if I was like, because this was at a time when conceal and carry was not like a, a hot thing, right? What if I just like instinctively like ah?" <laughs> well then we wouldn't be having this conversation because you'd be in prison <laughs> well he started <laughs> but, that's uh, worked every time for me I'm well the reason I brought it. it up was because you know people wear masks and they do stupid shit and if you thought I was a uh, person with an alien mask on or something I don't know you might be like cops get this creeper out of my window yeah mm. he's, he's like no I don't know I'm not about that life Hmm. me either if I see a masked man like I'm probably thrown in reverse and damned if I'm damned because I'm just gonna be like listen officer I watch a lot of scary movies I understand Mm -hmm. I have a sketchy past from what you see but at the same point I'm pretty sure this guy was trying to murder me (laughs) but I mean because who wears a mask and runs up on someone's car like that unless you're trying to hurt them but I mean like as far as the situation goes with you being at home and if you're home alone and you see like an alien and you're like I wouldn't Was call the cops. I'd probably go run and hide in the closet like a little bitch. And then we have this like wooden pole thing that I'd hold on to. I don't even know what I'd do. He'd probably like have all the ninja moves download in a smart alien brain and dodge them all and then kill me anyways. <laughs> <laughs> He's like doing the splits. <laughs> I woke up at 5 a.m. last night this morning and uh, it was raining. And uh, hi. Hello. Hi. Right here. Sorry, someone had left their cane oh. in the studio. I guess they've come to yeah. retrieve it. I was like, how did this person leave? <laughs> Is his name Curtis? <laughs> He's like, give me my cane back. I want to walk out and just see who's faking disability. <laughs> <laughs> um, Who is? I don't know that guy. Anyways. Sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Squirrel. <laughs> um, what was I saying now? Uh, alien head <laughs> popping up in the window and what you would do. Shit. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what you Shit would do. <laughs> <laughs> um, see, people, I was just talking about this before the show. I'm getting old. No, you just, you do a lot. Holly, you do so much. <laughs> I'm like, you work like seven jobs. What? Yeah, your like? brain can really only <laughs> retain so much information at one time. Um, I was saying something about the aliens and you're home alone. Oh, and I okay. I woke up at five a.m. Oh yeah, yeah. So I heard you know the. I got up. I had to go to the bathroom. Going through half asleep, and I didn't know it was raining. So I hear, and then I I thought I heard like footsteps, like, and I started getting freaked out. I'm like, and the thing the thought goes through your head. You're like. A quick second like what the fuck would I do if there's someone in my house right now and the only thing I could think of what I would do is run back in my bedroom and lock the door uh uh-uh. uh 
Oh, see. Because I, I was only halfway through the hallway, and I thought I heard it in another room, like in the living room or in the kitchen. Well, you also have a giant German shepherd. Yeah, he and he, actually, when I woke up, he was uh, sleeping by the door, and he was laying down by the door, like right next to the door. So that maybe actually makes me feel a lot better with him there, or else I'd be terrified because he would fuck somebody up. But um, for sure. <laughs> but yeah, I I'm like, because in the movies you're always like, go out the door, bitch! Don't go back in the room. Right. Oh, I'll go in the room. I have a big wooden pole and knife. <laughs> big ass switchblade right next to my bed I mean I have a 22 so unless you have a gun like I'm probably gonna win <laughs> you have I, a 22 you have a gun yeah. see yeah don't I, mean, break I, I got house. two windows that I could probably you know probably fit through that I could try to escape through if I needed to in that room but you think about things like that yeah mm-hmm. I've thought about that like when Chris set poker like really late to like one or something they're all like hanging out in the garage drinking. I go to like bed to like go to sleep early. I like make sure I have like my switchblade right next to me on my nightstand, and then I have the big wooden pole like right next to that. Yeah, I'm like come at me. My whole thing but if it is, was an alien, I just would hide in the closet. It, a human is one thing. If you have a problem with having like loaded weapons in your home, I get that. I don't. But if I mean, not that you do, but it, I always say if if that is the case. Keep an empty shotgun because that rack, that noise is so unmistakable. True. That's all it would take. And that dude's gone. They hear that noise, they're gone. True. Nobody wants to get their head blown off. True. And there yeah. was that kid not that long ago that what? Uh, three dudes like broke in his house and he like shot him. So you got to shoot to kill him. <laughs> Well, yeah, because you never know. I mean, they're breaking in your house. Normally, if someone's going to break into your house to rob your shit, like they probably plan on bodily harm and they probably have a weapon of some sort. The sad thing is the law. You have to shoot to kill or else they're going to sue you. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, (laughs) I shouldn't probably say that, but. I mean, yeah, that's happened before in court and it's wild. They've sued the person for shooting them after breaking into their house. Yeah, you can sue somebody. Like you could break in someone's house and they could sue or kind you, could, of you could sue them. I'm, people are getting parking tickets for leaving their car running in the driveway because somebody might steal it, and people can sue people after they break into their house and somebody harms them for breaking into their house. The judicial system didn't is someone, all uh, kind of didn't someone sue before because they got got injured because they fell? Up? I'm trying to remember when they broke in. <laughs> Did they fall on the ice as they I'm were leaving? <laughs> No, like fell in the house. I thought. I don't know, but I know people have um, sued over, you know, yeah, incidents where they did they win though. The fact that this was even taken to court just blows my mind. Well, yeah, and what judge was like, yes, criminal. (laughs) I will grant you a lump sum of money for breaking into said person's house and becoming injured in the process. Can you imagine if you had to pay medical bills to the person who? broke into your house well then i'm gonna kill you so <laughs> <laughs> not me a guy that i pay because <laughs> that's insane no what is wrong with people Mm-mm. and how is that okay in court <laughs> so uh, is, is an alien would they sue you <laughs> <laughs> who knows 
don't know. I wonder if I'd run. I'd probably run and hide in the closet. I'd like to think that my curiosity would get the best of me, and I'd be like, E.T., let's be friends. Right. But I probably wouldn't. Because here, here's the thing is you don't think to call anybody. Well, no, you just who think you to call? like really run. Yeah. Get in the like, car like, and Mom, go. There's the alien here. They Come save have, me. Like, like, what's she going to do? <laughs> like, get a house, what are they going to do? If you're, yeah, coming right. in, if you're coming in hot with peace, you better have a translator. Tell me. Coming in hot with peace. <laughs> like, no worries. We're cool. Right. <laughs> Don't run. I'll see you in the closet, Jess. You better have that, that man. <laughs> I know you're in there anyway. We can hide together, at least. I won't be as scared. We got high tech equipment here. What do you <laughs> Like tasers and pepper spray. Right. <laughs> we can sense your body heat in the, <laughs> in the closet. Yeah, we were talking about that when my brother was on the show, too. And, like, like if you actually, like, we asked him like three times, if you actually saw an alien, what would you do? He's like, shit my pants. Just shit my pants because well, you, you know anything you know I mean you gotta think about it this way even if <laughs> like an alien could be super fast right I mean I would like you know. I feel like they would be I just always yeah. imagine that aliens are more evolved than we are because I can't imagine that there's two planets that are taken up by this many dumb creatures I just imagine they <laughs> like transport from here to there we're like Bitch, why are you running? You can't run. Right. <laughs> right. We teleport. <laughs> or, you know what? It, or there's like multiple of them and they're like, mm, nice try. It's weird to <laughs> think that sleep mean. paralysis is, there's a speculation that it could be you've been abducted by aliens and you're having a flashback. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That is crazy. Hello. Hey, hey James. Hey, how are you guys? Good. Oh, y'all. I just said... That I just found out, you know, that you're Uber driver, and here's my pitch of a show idea for you. You have all us. right. Okay, you get. You got anybody in your car right now? <laughs> oh, not the car. Oh shoot. <laughs> you you have a show where, well, you know, put us on speakerphone and have like, almost like a taxi cab. You know, the cash cab. You know that show? Okay. Yeah, I think I know what involved. you're talking about. But I'm down. We'll do, we'll do some, like, Illuminati questions and stuff. Yeah, questions <laughs> about, what would you do if you saw an alien? <laughs> passenger one. No joke, I had, a, I had a passenger the other day who would have been perfect. In fact, I added him on Facebook, and I'm planning on inviting him to call in sometime. He was a really cool guy, and we talked about the same stuff that we talk about on the show. Oh, cool. Are you guys Facebook so, buds Yeah, now? you wouldn't. Hmm? Are you guys like Facebook buds now? Or does he like ride in your cab frequently? No, it was just a one-time thing. He was visiting from out of town, but we had such a good conversation. I did The, the ride ended up lasting like almost an hour. Uh, like, I, I was like, hey, we should have each other on Facebook. Keep in touch. You would not, I, I won't go into detail now. You would not believe some of the stuff I overhear driving people around. It's it's insane. Illegal shit? So. <laughs> I won't say it out loud, but next time I see you, I'll catch you up on it. There's, <laughs> I already got some good stories, and I haven't even been doing it that long. <laughs> so, so, J- okay, so that was the topic then. Who do you call if you see an alien? Yeah. Oh, okay, well, apparently, I, 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 I haven't looked into it further, but you remember that screen cap I sent you about that guy who says he's killed about 18 greys with a samurai sword on his ranch, and he's selling the ranch because alien invasions are such a big problem for him. Yeah, we were just we were talking about that a few shows ago. 
Yeah, that that's a guy that I'd call personally. There you go. That's the, the guy that he that sent away, didn't he? He was like, no, I've got this shit. Wasn't he the or guy Gary that Busey. like showed up? No, at that, first? The, yeah, there that was the guy who showed up at first, but the, the same guy that go. he was talking to had samurai sword and was slicing up the grays and everything. Wait, because I remember we're talking about the ranch and then yeah. the guy showed up on his property and he's like, I killed the bad things or whatever. Right. You need me. He's like, no, I don't. I don't need you around here. Told him to go away. Yeah, but then the ranch owner discovered the grays and got his own samurai sword and started slashing the shit out of him. And that's how they got that Uh, that uh, blood that they sent uh, into that. uh, The guy died. Yeah, the biochemist from Michigan. I'm up to date. Oh no, kidding! They sent it to a guy from Michigan. Yeah, and uh, he's dead now. He's dead now. So. He had a discovery, wow. and now he's dead. Yep. Right after he was about to announce whatever it was. Mm. I feel that like makes you wonder. If you're going to go public with something like that, like shouldn't you? Shouldn't everybody know by now to make like 15 flash drives and send them to like 15 freaking people that you know, just in case you die, so it still gets out there. Right. Right, and probably you know, preferably don't don't announce in advance that you're going to do a big reveal. Right. Right. That's like just, if he was create, trying to create some hype about it, I think I think that was probably not the best idea. No, not so much. <laughs> that's wild. Uh, but yeah, that's that's who I call. I call um, Gary Busey, the guy from the ranch. <laughs> or, um, Sounds like t- or, TV show right there. Mm-hmm. Or Giorgio Suclos, one of the three. He <laughs> <laughs> defeat the alien invasion with his hair. Right. <laughs> Those are good answers. I like that. Because my answer is, I'm not Thank calling anybody. I'm, I'm taking off running or I'm going to shoot it. Yeah, but then that would ask that would raise the question of who you would call after. You'd have to call somebody. Right. Eventually, I mean, we all have me. to call somebody. <laughs> Hide out there. I'd call James. Yeah, I would definitely expect to call after that. <laughs> <laughs> I'd I'd make the trip home just to help with the body disposal. That's that's what I was thinking. We, like, man, you better grab some garbage bags. Get your ass yeah, down here. Bag, or shovel. up here, rather. I feel like Casey would write me a letter because she wouldn't want to use communication through, <laughs> you know, any cell phones or anything that they could tap. Mm-hmm. Probably smart. She'd probably sm- send me some smoke signals. <laughs> it's like in, in high school when we'd write each other notes we wouldn't use our actual names in case somebody found them yeah because we talked a lot shit <laughs> i think i'm that's know, a good call start firing back up the uh the gnome fairy garden that i had where all that lost weird objects appeared oh yeah in case he's gonna leave me letters in there i'm doing it <laughs> you're gonna get a letter a week nothing happened yet but to be continued. I thought you were going to say, <laughs> I'm going to fire up that mead notebook <laughs> and my pen. I'm going to fire up that Lisa Frank. <laughs> I'm going to fire up my traffic keeper and go to town. Uh, Cryptology is so last year. The way yeah. to do it is with handwritten letters and a gnome. <laughs> That's how you get the... We're going old school. That's how you get secret messages across. Oh, hmm. man. <laughs> 
So, I hope my call didn't mess up the momentum of the show or anything, by the way. No, not at all. Thing. Actually, there's been, an, well, on my end, there's been just like an awkward momentum. Awkward is okay, though. We're in the right place for that. You're among friends. Yeah. We always so. get, I like awkward. Yeah, <laughs> I just feel bad because then there's dead air and I'm like, so yeah. So. Now, you did not those, uh, hear or feel the meteor at all, right? From where you were, James? No, I didn't feel a thing. Yeah, because you're, I mean, yeah. you, uh, I mean, you border the Great Lakes, or Lake Michigan, right? Yeah, I'm just on the, way on the other side, on the, on the other side of the opposite lake from Detroit area, so. Yeah, but I, I didn't feel anything. I saw the Facebook, I mean, was buzzing about it, and I saw that, but I, I didn't feel anything. I didn't hear anything about it until I looked on Facebook. Did it make you upset talking about the noise. that you weren't in Michigan anymore? Honestly, yeah. Suddenly, kind of Michigan got cool because <laughs> we got the aliens. Well, I'm just, well, I'm just wondering if it if it actually flew over Detroit. How many bullet holes did it have in it when it landed? <laughs> That's what made it. it didn't burn up. It just got shot out of the atmosphere. <laughs> yeah, the first asteroid in history shot down with pistols. That would be that'd be a nice uh, a nice touch on Detroit's legacy. So I think. amazing thing happened where a meteor, you know, ends up in Michigan of, of all places. And then some dude blows up his garage. <laughs> the same yeah, did time. you hear about that, James? A uh, dude blowing up his garage? No. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> and I'm, and you're gonna go, of course, uh, in Taylor. Um, at the very same time that I was reading the news about the meteor, at the same time that that happened, that everybody felt that. Um, my wow. my friend reported that uh, a garage blew up right at the end of his block. So he's thinking, and I'm thinking that everybody felt it. I'm like, people in Wyandotte felt it? Really? Because they were like, what was that? And I'm like, uh, some house blew up in Detroit, or uh, in Taylor. And uh, people were like, no, it's the meteor. I'm like, meteor? What are y'all talking about? The house blew up. <laughs> but it happened at the exact same time. These dudes were working on their uh, race car in a garage, lit some nitro on fire on accident, got out of control, and it blew up. They were working in a race car. That's an odd way to pronounce meth lab. Right. (laughs) You know what? That's what I thought, too. I'm like, is that a cover-up for meth lab? That's why why you don't let amateurs handle that. One of my friends actually posted, too. Like, guys, I'm pretty sure, like, a meth lab blew up near our house. People were like, it's a meteor. Jeez. That, that is if... really bizarre timing, though. And I, I, I have to. I'm not going to say, of course, it's Taylor. I'm just going to say it was Taylor, so it was probably a meth lab. <laughs> Although, uh, you know, amateurs working on a race car seems pretty likely, too. I wonder if they but were like, they, I wonder if they were relieved that it took off some of the news from them, like some of the, you know, highlight that Thank they would have got. Or if they were like, right. this is my moment. <laughs> and the my five minutes of fame. <laughs> that's a hell of a way to get their 15 minutes uh, i'm assuming everybody in that ax in that garage explosion is uh i'm assuming they're all dead no they got out in time the fire wow. got out of control and they just ran which was a good call wow uh, i guess the darwin award's gonna have to go to somebody else this year it's a shame <laughs> Hey, you know what? It, it would have been a good... It's it's still January, man. The year is still young. There's <laughs> plenty true. of time plenty to time do dumb for... shit. <laughs> mm. uh, I'm just wondering who's going to top that. I know somebody will. 
somebody will take that as a challenge. Right. But that is so odd, though, that it happened at the same time as that meteor. That's wild. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, because I was thinking really to myself, did the meteor hit the garage in Taylor? I wonder how many people actually thought that they felt the meteor and it was, was the garage. Right. They still think Yeah, they could have gone either way. <laughs> wow. Can you imagine what it probably felt like being next door to those people whose garage blew up? Probably felt like you were I dying. think I consider moving after that. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, the the guy who uh, who I knew that was just like a, a you know at the end of the block, he's like he felt it in his chest, like his house shook. Hmm. But I'm like, well, was that the explosion of the meteor? <laughs> right. I'm assuming. Well, I don't know. Was anyone like okay? Anybody who would have been too far away for the house to affect them like that did anybody actually hear like feel like shaking from the meteor or was it just a noise yeah we don't know didn't they say that people in more towards woodhaven or brownstown are the ones who it was like uh heard or felt the most yeah because somebody in newport you know near monroe obviously uh said that they felt it so it was more out that way, but people in Wyandotte and everything could see it and still feel it a little bit too. Right, because Marilyn, she felt it. Because she posted, oh, what, right. what was that? And I did, I'm the one, the stupid one who said, a house blew up in Taylor. <laughs> well, to be fair, the same thing could have happened in New Boston too. But Right. That's Casey, you weren't the only one though, because the other people were like, no guys, it's not a mirror. It was somebody's garage blew up. <laughs> It's crazy that everybody what? congregates on Facebook. <laughs> Nobody's going to watch the news. No, Everybody's they're debunking. going to go to Facebook. <laughs> Everybody's yeah, just a news reporter. Yeah, everyone turns into an expert when weird, unexplained shit happens, and then they take to social media and and you. That's where they get their news, their political education, all that stuff. Facebook. Uh-huh. I'm a big skeptic. So right away, I was like, maybe it wasn't meteor. Maybe it was aliens. That is just so weird that it's both. That is so weird. And I'm sure some loud, I'm sure, you know, there was like, you know, some noise out here in Chicago, like, you know, people getting shot, but I didn't hear anything. <laughs> so so um, Detroit's uh, really eclipsing us now. It's like having a fan on while you're sleeping. <laughs> um, yeah, just background noise, ambience. I don't know if you heard our first uh, um, topic, but... Uh, I think I missed it. I I did hear something about um, prophecy and a rapture prediction or something, and then then I heard the uh, and then I heard I, I had to walk away from the computer for a bit, and then I heard something about um, teachers and like accountability of parents and stuff like that. That's really all I caught uh, prior to that calling. was like the whole show. So you were up to speed. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, it was like oh, a I pastor right to listen in. a pastor who was down um, from down river. Uh, he predicted, because on his video, it was dated December 31st, he predicted that a meteor was going to hit uh, the Great Lakes. And starting in Michigan, this um, tri- like trickle effect was going to take place. And it was a positive thing no where he said, the beginning of January, I had a I had a dream that in the beginning of January, a meteor would hit um, in Michigan. And then said that it was going wow. to have this huge effect, um, but just said it really positive things because, well, you know, everybody would think that it would be a negative thing, but he said, no, not to fear. 
So it's interesting. Wow. That is. Did, wow. Didn't he predict something else? Um, I thought he predicted something with the stock market or a, like a increase, like things going up. And someone told me that it came true. But I don't have, you know, the details on that. I had the video. Oh, I think the stock market is always kind of in flux anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, I had the video, though, of, of uh, him doing his um, prediction. The prediction yeah, thing. The prediction. I would love to see that. Yeah, yeah I posted it on the watch list thing? page because I played nice. it on air. And I'll check that out. Yeah. That's wow. I'm just. I'm not going to lie. Usually, when ministers, pastors, or whoever get on TV and predict stuff, I usually blow it off. Mm-hmm. And because it's always bad news, <laughs> except for this. And that's oh, why I, I saw Holly. It was like a good thing. Well, how many people have been like? I predict the end of the world. Right. Mm, oh, religious yeah, the figures. rapture. It's been it's been two thousand years of any day now, and there's been so many <laughs> false alarms for that. I I can't even I can't even listen to them anymore. Agreed. This guy was like legit, happens. though. <laughs> Not that he was like talking about the was he? I don't think he was talking about the rapture or anything. Was he? No, he was just t- saying that there was going to be positive changes. Um, that this meteor was a sign from God. And in his dream, he was he heard a voice saying that the meteor was going to hit and that it was a positive thing and it was going to spread starting in Michigan down towards Ohio, Chicago and uh, go through the world. And uh, there's there's a lot more that he says about it in, in the video about exactly what the details are of what's supposed to happen. Well, if it's good stuff, I hope he's right. But. Yeah. That and and the video was actually like on the video was like available prior to that happening. Yeah, like it was on. Wow. They say that it was dated. And where is this guy from? Um. Well, I said that the only reason I even knew about it, I wouldn't have even known about it still had it not been for my coworker because she said, "Have you seen the media? Did you see the meteor when it hit?" And I said, "No, I didn't see or feel anything. I was in Lincoln Park." She's like, "Well." And she talked about one of our coworkers, how their pastor, who is um, sad, or I keep saying his name wrong. I'm sorry. I want to get his name right. So, but he's somewhere downriver. Um, the church is I am church, and I just want to pull up his name really quick. But he is from Downriver. His name is Pastor Rick Satterfield. He's 59. He's with I am Church. And uh, so my coworker, she is a member of that church, and the other coworker was saying that she saw a video online of a prediction that he had about the meteor, and she was just like so excited, uh, and she was like, "You need to watch this video." And I thought it was funny because I was already trying to get ideas for the show because um, I had one topic already that I wanted to talk about. So when she was telling me about this, I'm like, this is definitely something we could talk about on the watch list because it's very interesting. And oh, that's then, perfect uh, timing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, let's check that video out. That's really interesting. Huh. So shifting gears for a second, um, mm-hmm. did anybody else's or you guys or your family or friends get the flu this year or at the end of last year? I did. 
You did? I, <clears throat> yeah. Well, I, they had like a flu and sinus infection, I think. Because this is the first time in 13 years that the Center for Disease Control is actually really alarmed because oh, yeah. this flu strain was so aggressive that it actually affected every single state, like widespread, in the continental U.S. I'm really surprised I didn't get the flu, but I never got the flu. I got, I got a little bit sick, but I did see on Facebook that a lot of people from other states were saying that everybody they knew was just deathly ill. And it's so and aggressive. It happened to quite a few people I know. So Yeah, because I, I got the flu on Christmas. Like, legit flu. Like, when I went to the doctor the day after Christmas, I go, I haven't been this sick since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Like, I am out of my mind sick. And they said, you have the flu. Um, I know that wow. they say that the vaccine doesn't protect against influenza a which is like the most basic it's only like you know the more aggressive sort of third world if you will influenzas um but this seems really aggressive so i've heard a lot of theories and some of them uh stemming to you know the strains have evolved um all the way to it's a form of bio warfare well the viruses do evolve, um, and honestly, just for the for the rate of infection, I can understand why people would think it was some sort of like bioweapon test. But th- that one could go either way, right? Because my understanding, and I hope someone will correct me if I'm wrong on this, but my understanding is that once your body experiences a virus, it learns how to fight it. You will never get that particular virus strain ever again because your body's already familiar with it. But if it evolves or mutates even a little bit, then it can affect you again. Right. That's correct. And it's my understanding that that's why regular flu shots are a good idea because I try to update them and at least prevent, you know, the more, um, the more predictable strains from affecting you. Honestly, the weird thing is I didn't get sick. I, I got a little bit sick, but it wasn't like flu sick. But I didn't even get a flu shot recently. I, never I, had I a just flu kind of shot forgot either. about it. It slipped my mind and I didn't do it. Yeah, I, I, the only time I ever had a flu shot was when I worked for the hospital because we had to. Yeah, I don't get them either. Because mm. so they give you the flu anyway, so if I'm going to get it anyways, what's sort of the point in getting the flu shot? And honestly, this right. flu that's going around, what is what did they say? Only like 30% of the people that got the flu shot weren't going to get it again. Right, yeah, it was 30%. Exactly. So that means like 70% of the people that went and got the flu shot, it was like legit pointless. And there's kids they being still got hospitalized and dying of the flu. People are dying of the flu this yeah. day and age. And Beaumont, uh, was it a week ago or something, a week and a half ago, said that, you know, if you are in the emergency room for whatever reason, do not bring your children with you unless they are there as patients because kids are like little germ factories and they carry germs like more than other people right. and there's people going in there with like life threatening things so if they catch a flu on top of that like boom you're done right so I don't know I'm just right, especially shots don't really bother me you know I'm not opposed to them but something about the flu vaccine I just always get weirded out I, n- I just don't want it and I feel like anytime I go to the doctor they're always like, well, did you get your flu vaccine? And I won't be there for the flu or anything like that. I mean, of course, they're... Well, one, doctors are trying to push it because they get money from it, I feel like. 
the other thing is, yeah, it's a huge um, thing going on right now. So I, can, I understand that. But I don't know why it weirds me out so much about getting it. I'm the same way. My doctor like pushes that on me every year. And I'm like, I'm not getting it. And I think it was either last year or the year before. It was, I think the year before I like caved and got it. I'm just like, uh, I ended up getting a flu anyway. So I'm like, all right, there was a reason why I didn't get this because why would I put it in my body and still get a flu? Like, it's pointless. You say I, it's like a small amount of it and you're supposed to get, yeah, it can cause yeah, you to get sick. And, I'm good. But it freaks me out. If I'm going to get the flu, I'm going to get the flu. I'm going to be sick for 10 days. Like, that's fine. I don't really need any more crap put in my body that, you know, I'm already right. putting in well, it. Like, so last year I went to the doctor and... I think it's for my allergy test. I don't know. I get sinus infections all the time because of my allergies and working with animals and I'm allergic to cats. Um, so right away they say, did you get your flu shot? I'm not even here for that. Like what? Uh, no. Well, you know, it's this much money today. I'm like, okay, thank you, but I'm good. Yeah. And they're like, okay. So then, um, you know, it's been brought up a few times and, and then, uh, I went up to urgent care, um, couple days ago because i had a sinus infection she's asking me my symptoms and then right after she goes do you have a flu shot like what does it have to do with anything and why i never knew that the urgent care pushes it now too yeah i'm like uh no i don't and i i I didn't even say no i was like i don't want it (laughs) (laughs) she's like did you ever have it i'm like i don't want it (laughs) yeah because it'll be in the middle like mid they're like mid conversation like do not poke me with the flu shot because stay away from me it's the idea that it's all of a sudden, we have this thing that oh now now it's you know it's a thing you have to do now it's it's just the thing like in the past five years I'm like well where was this before why is this suddenly a thing why right. money it kind of came out of nowhere right which and makes me wonder like what you know I of course my conspiracy mind is like what's in that you well, know well, not that well, I'm, well, I'm not an anti-vaxer I don't want to say that because I'm really not. That's what I think too. I'm like, well, what? Yeah, I I want to know what's in that component of the shot that you're giving me. Like, I'm all fine well, with the, you the know. Weird thing. Sorry, what, James? Oh, I'm sorry. No, I I can't get this out of my head. Like the weird thing about the flu shot that I just I'm just now thinking about is that there are so many vaccines out there, but the flu shot is the only one that doesn't seem to be like consistently helpful. Right. Like you, you never hear about someone getting an anthrax vaccine and or smallpox or hepatitis or any of those other things, people get the vaccines for those. They don't get the illness, but with the flu, for some reason, it's like a complete crapshoot. And that's kind of weird because you would think that, you know, they've, I would think the flu would be easier to immunize against than some of these other things. Maybe it's not because it mutates more, but it's odd that that's the one they're pushing the hardest and it's also the least effective. Right. That's what weirds me out. All of a sudden, like, why is this one this? not working, but all these other ones work? I've I've gotten so many vaccines, I lost count. But the flu is the only thing I've ever been vaccinated against that I still get. But then again, it doesn't even seem to matter because this year I didn't get one. And other years that I have got the flu shot, I've also been lucky enough to not get the flu. But is that because I was vaccinated, or is that because of something else? It's like placebo. If you believe in the flu vaccine that you get, you won't get the flu. <laughs> I'm. I'm really extremely surprised I did not get the flu because, yeah, I did not have the vaccine. But also because um, of all the places I work, the veterinary clinic, I feel like that is where the most uh, things have been spread. Like 
people, multiple people have had, we have a lot of people who work there and there's multiple people who have had the flu. There's multiple people who had like upper respiratory stuff, you know, a bunch of different things. And uh, it's like a germ factory in there <laughs> when you're working really close together, you know. Mm. So, I don't know. And then I start wondering like, you know, why didn't I get it? Or maybe I just, I don't know. But what was the symptoms that you had, Casey, when you had that flu? Um, well, at first, I I had like the hot cold. Yeah, it was fighting Chills. cold and and then hot and going back and forth between that. I felt like I was having like an out of body experience, and then my head started hurting so bad it felt like it was in a vice. And mm. I just looked at Jason. I go, Jason, I'm sick. Like this is really bad. And I kept trying to fight it off. Went to my parents' house and the headache was so bad that I was getting dizzy. I couldn't taste anything. Like, I couldn't even taste, like, the meal that Jeanette brought and I felt bad. And after two and a half hours ago, we gotta go because I am out of my mind sick. And I had driven to my parents' house and I'm trying to start the car and Jason's like, your hands are shaking to death. And I'm like, I'm freezing right now, but I'm hot at the same time. Like, I want to crawl on my skin. Did he get it? No. Mm-mm. He got bronchitis, though, months before that. But not the flu. Mm-hmm. But he's also got Ouch. allergies and he's a smoker, so. But I, I got, I think, yeah, bronchitis or like an upper respiratory thing, but I never got the flu. You and I have bad allergies, too. Like, I, I've gotten my share of sinus infections all the time, and you, too. But this, I knew this was something else. I'm like, I am messed up. And that's when I went to the doctor. And, like, I texted our office manager the Christmas day. And I go, I know you do not want to hear this on Christmas day. But I'm probably not going to be into work tomorrow. And I said, you know me. Normally I pop a Sudafed and get over it. But I am out of my mind sick. And then I called the doctor because I was going to go to urgent care. I called the doctor twice. Nobody was picking up. I knew they were open. I left a message. Finally, like I was on my way to urgent care and I saw the exit that the um, the place I normally go to is on. And I just whipped that car right around. I pulled up in there and I trudged right in and I go, I called twice. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she goes, oh, yeah. I, I just took that message. And the girl goes, oh, so... Uh, what are you being seen for? And the woman goes, obviously she doesn't feel good. Just get her in. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, and that's when they graciously said, well, your, your insurance doesn't cover the uh, flu test, but you know, we're just not going to say anything about that. What's the flu test consist of? It's just swabbing your snot. Oh, really? Yeah. Which was really comical. Cause she goes, I'm sorry, this is going to go straight out of your nose. I know this is really uncomfortable. And I was like, <coughs> goes, I'm sorry. And then does it come back instantly? Yeah, it's like five minutes. Huh. And she's like, yep, influenza A. Huh. And she goes, did you get a flu shot You don't do year? anything half measure, do you? Right. Balls to the wall. Someone blows your nose and you want to keep it? Right. I'm like, eh, get out of my nose. And, you know, First thing I thought of when you mentioned the test being nasal or like a, <laughs> basically a snot swab. That couldn't have been fun. Give him my snot. Did Jason have the shot? No. Hmm. And that's the thing. She goes, did you have your flu shot? Well, you know. And I'm like, but it doesn't guard against influenza A. What are you talking about? 
But then she's like, right, well, we're going to get anywhere. Right. She's like, well, you're within the 24 hour window. So we're going to give you Tamiflu, which makes it shorter. You know, it, it fights against it. It doesn't cure it, but it, it shortens the duration. And I just looked at her because my head, I had a 48 hour migraine, man. I said, normally I'm not like this, but you get I'm like, you know how holistic I am and all that. But I'm like, you're going to have to give me some really powerful pain pills because I cannot go through this. She goes, okay, she goes, I'm going to give you these, but they're really strong. And I go, I'm about to sleep through this whole thing. <laughs> I do not want to be conscious for this 48 hours of the flu. Please give me the pain pills. What did they, what did they give you? Uh, I forget. Something. Uh, it's like a really, really, it's like a strong, it's an aspirin that has um, like a depressant in it. So it, it makes you sleepy. Oh, okay. I, I, I almost want to say riboflavin. <laughs> but, that's not it. but it has like it's it has like F I L at the end. I forget what it is, but you know it's but actually amazing yeah. for when you're really, really, really sick is that Mucinex severe cold. Yeah. With um Zycam. Did it get you high? No, but it makes you like able to like breathe and you don't feel like you're about to you don't have to like sit there and continuously hack up like, you know, a thousand loogies in a roll. Ugh, yeah. The yellow stuff. Oh, yeah. it's so weird when I asked for the Sudafed, you know, that's kept in the pharmacy department. And oh, like, you're like, well, you think that they like, like, do you want the 12 or the 24 hour? And it's like a trick question. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Whatever makes it look like I'm not about to cook math. Okay. Yeah, I'm like, right. uh, you're hurting me for Sudafed, I'm think just saying. you're the one who was responsible for the, the explosion, <laughs> well, You know what? This was the shit that was in the aisle, and she still carted me for it. I'm like, really? I'm like, why are you carting me for the Mucinex in the normal aisle? Like, I didn't go to the pharmacy for it. And she's like, oh, kids are taking them, getting high. And I'm like, of course they are. Like our generation was pods. The most we did was drink like <laughs> Robitussin. We didn't sit there and eat laundry detergent. You're probably like, really? I didn't know that because now know? you just gave me a great idea. Yeah, I had no idea. <laughs> like, I'll take four. Right. <laughs> In Go that case. I'm sorry. I I got to jump on the Tide Pod challenge bandwagon for a second. Somebody <laughs> uh, developed like a layered shot. That they're calling the Tide Pod shot. It's got like blue Caraco and like two other types of alcohol in it. It's just like a layered shot that looks like Tide Pod colors, and it's awesome. There's also a that is um, pretty awesome. A place that makes donuts, and they are making them look like Tide Pod. <laughs> That's hilarious. I saw the um, it was a, a news story. You know what I wonder about That's aliens? Great. I wonder if aliens like have like different like. Earth channels because I just figure that they're going to be way, way, way more advanced and smart than we are. So I figure they're like switch to the human channel. They're probably Let's like, see what what's the watch list they're talking today? about right now? Oh, girl, that's not how we are. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's got to be good entertainment for them. I mean, it's good entertainment for me too, to be honest. Somebody, somebody summed it up perfectly. They said, "What if Tide Pods are just cleaning up the people that should have been stains in the first place?" Yeah, I shared that on my <laughs> Facebook, and like somebody was like, "Oh my god!" But the rest of people like agreed with it, and I'm like, "Well, it's true. It's just nobody wanted to say it." Okay. Right. Exactly. Uncomfortable truth, but I. And, you know, the the old people memes like, oh, you know, back in my day, we had to drink it out of the bottle. We couldn't just take the pod. <laughs> and freaking spoiled ass millennials. You know how it is. 
<laughs> oh, that's. I don't know if you guys brought that up tonight, but since, since as soon as Tide Pod came up, I had to I had to say something because that's unbelievably like face palming that people are doing that. It's like the cinnamon challenge, just with higher stakes. Yeah, because I had oh, wait, no what's idea. The t- challenge. Oh, but at least the cinnamon challenge doesn't like poison you. What was it? Where you take a spoonful of cinnamon, you put it in oh. your mouth, and try and swallow it, <laughs> and that's go- could go down your trachea. Oh, yeah, your esophagus. Yeah. Cinnamon lungs. Be hacking up cinnamon-flavored loogies. (laughs) Irritation and make you breathing. Give you pneumonia and kill you. Yeah, we talked about the I don't remember what that was. We talked about the Tide Pod Challenge because I actually said today before I came to the show, because we have Tide Pods downstairs, and I looked uh, you know, at memes on Facebook, and I go, what the fuck? Why is everybody talking about Tide Pods? Do we need to be concerned like, is it causing, like, cancer or skin diseases or something? He goes, no kids are eating them. I go, oh, we don't have to worry about that. <laughs> Never mind then. I'm going to keep using the Tide Pods because I got them on sale, and it's easy, and we do a lot of laundry for some reason. We're only two people, but we have mounds and mounds of laundry every single week because we do costume changes. Well, the- We're just so fucking fabulous. <laughs> They'll probably end up like you know getting over it by that time. But at least you know if the if the trend continues next Halloween, if you don't have any candy to pass out, just reach into your freaking laundry room and throw a few into the bag. You should go. be happy. I'm all about that. <laughs> so uh, we are actually yeah, well, um, we're actually going to head to a break because some of us have to use the potty. Uh, so right. well, I'm probably gonna hit the bed because I got to get an early start tomorrow. But it was so great to talk to you guys again because I know you've in. done like I don't know how many episodes since the last time I called, and this is long overdue. So thank you for uh, for letting me call in. That was awesome. Oh, thank Times. you. Come visit us soon. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Speaking of things that are long overdue, but yeah, great to talk to you guys, and uh, hope the rest of the show goes well. All right. Thank you too. have a good night, James. Good night. All right, you too. I'll talk to you guys soon. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. When we come back, Holly takes the Tide Pod Challenge. (laughs) (laughs) What cracks me up is that when you go and listen to this show again, you're not going to listen to the break music. And we we always jam out to bombs over Baghdad. Because that's awesome. That's why I'm like, hey, we're back. (laughs) Bombs over Baghdad. (laughs) We were just talking about... um, on on the break, uh, just asked uh, a question: Is it customary? Isn't it customary to uh, bring money as, as a wedding guest, either a check or cash, uh, to cover your plate? Yes, it is. You cheap motherfuckers. Thank you. It is customary, and nobody gives a shit anymore about customs. They just think, oh, free, you know, free dancing and booze and dinner on the bride and groom. Aren't we special? Right. <laughs> What did they want money for? They had a wedding shower. <laughs> but, well, yeah, that was one person's comment is, I'm bringing a gift. Why would I pay for my plate? I'm like, because weddings are really expensive and it's just customary and it's polite. Yeah, it's just a rebate, folks. Yeah. And she was like, well, that's stupid. I'm like, ugh. Well, then don't go. Nobody has manners anymore. And then I just deleted my comment because I didn't want to argue with a bunch of dumbasses. Like, I was in the mood, too, when I put the comment, but then when it came back around... Like, after the third comment, I'm just like, you're all stupid, and I can't deal with any of you. Delete. They're trashy people. (laughs) Classless people. Just, no. It is customary. Um, So, in case you didn't know, don't know, now now you know. know. It's actually Biggie Small's birthday today. Happy birthday, Biggie. Mm -hmm. R.I.P. 
Yep. And that's what he was talking about, too, is covering the plate at the wedding. You don't know. Now you know. I covered a lot of plates. <laughs> I was hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I got five grand at one wedding so I could eat everything. <laughs> um, so, you know, the first story that I talked about was the uh, about the meteor. And then I also heard, you know, I've been listening to the radio a lot and uh you know NPR and all that and and people just talking about different stories and I'll drive to one place and I'll find myself sitting in front of a business just w- not wanting to get out of my car cuz I'm so fascinated at these stories that I'm like I got to get out and uh but I'm like listening to this and I can't get out <laughs> I love NPR <laughs> So I came across this story and, and I'm like man I just ended up in the car at the right time because this is something definitely that we would talk about on the watch list um this story was about a boy who at the time was in third grade. His name was Cody and he just wanted to be good at something. You know, at that point in your life, you're just looking for something to be proud of yourself in, you know, with sports or whatever it may be. He tried a lot of different activities and he just was not finding his niche. So anyways, uh, fast forward, he joins and wants to, you know, be a part of the basketball team. But he just sucks, <laughs> you know, straight to the point. And he's just, you know, his classmates are making fun of him because he's just not good. Mm-hmm. So they hire they hire a new coach, and um, his name is AJ. And AJ and Cody just click. Uh, Cody just, you know, gets really good vibes from AJ, and he's just very warm and friendly. And they become they're like the strong bond where they can joke around in the court. And uh, AJ actually forms a bond with the other kids, too. He just has this, like, childlike personality that clicks with the kids. So he's with the the children from third grade to their ninth grade. So he's with them for about six years. And uh, these kids are even telling the coach, like, I love you. And they look up to him. The, The one kid even wrote a story on who, who was, like, its biggest inspiration to you and um, did an interview with him. And in this interview, AJ says that the biggest inspiration to him is God and quotes the Bible, which is kind of chilling if you think about it later, because uh, when the children ended up in um, ninth grade, and oh, I'm, I'm missing part of the story, sorry. Um, so Cody started off you know, a bad basketball player, but a year passes by and once AJ is involved, he gets MVP the next year. And he's just like, his grades get really great. He's doing really well. Everything just starts turning around and all these kids are just doing well. Um, When he's in about ninth grade, one of the parents calls uh, Cody's mom because she's freaking out. And these messages were found. And my instant thought, as soon as I'm hearing the story is... um that he's preying on these children and it's sexual, you know? Right. Because the way that this story was uh, lining up. <coughs> Excuse me. With these kids saying that they loved him and giving him hugs and all these things. And she found these Skype messages where um, she, the parent was like, you need to look at Cody's Skype messages and see what he's been doing. And she's like, I'm not even tech savvy, so I don't even know how, how to get into those messages. And she tells the mom how to get into there. 
she's like, I'm very, very concerned with what's been going on with my son. So you need to make sure what, you know, going with your son. So she looks through these messages and there's past messages where um, AJ has been saying to Cody to make sure that his parents don't find these messages. And this is between him and, you know, AJ and uh, um, puts fear in him and talks about religion a lot. And, you know, AJ believes in God, but he talks about the rapture and Illuminati and starts putting fear into this kid. Oh boy. And for the past six years, he's been putting fear into these children. Wow. And talking about these things and saying that, um, I don't know if you've ever seen this movie. It's called The Rapture, and it was from 1972. And in this movie, there's this thing called The Beast, which is like a computer system that um, they use where... It has a um, RFID chip that they implant in people. Have you heard of that? Yes. Actually, I'm having a flashback because I think we watched it at church. Um, so AJ warns Cody that that the devil is lurking around his parents and that he can see he's he can see these things around his parents and that they're telling his parents to do these things and telling him. You know, they're going to tell him not to listen to AJ. They're going to tell him not, you know, not to do these things and Mm -hmm. that these bad influences are around his parents and that uh, they have control over certain situations. So it's putting fear into him thinking that these evil things are even, you know, telling his parents to to do these things. And they're saying one day that your parents might come to you and want to implant these things in your forehead or in your palms of your hands, Mm -hmm. these chips and um, to have control over you and if this happens you need to call child protective services and tell them um, that your parents are trying to hurt you and that's the way you can get out of it it's just to lie and say that your parents are hurting you Wow! and he's telling these kids that if something happens where these uh, they want to implant these chips in them I want you to call um, the CPS so he's even telling these kids to call the CPS on their parents if, and if, lie if they tell them to get a chip implanted in their hand. Or their yeah, saying that the Illuminati is real and that there's this thing called the Beast and it's a you know computer thing and and that these chips are implanted in people to have control over them. Well, human chipping has been actually uh, something as of late. Um, it's on the rise. Yeah, it's been it's been a thing, or it's been talked about, and immediately that's what I thought of. I'm like, oh, and Tracy told us that was like the mark of the beast. You know, it's like tagging, you know, putting inserting a chip in your child so you know where they're at all the time, or yeah. inserting a chip in your employees. It's like a scanning kind of thing. I thought that if I had kids, I would want to put a chip in them in case someone took them, so I could find them, like you know. Like you chip like your you pets, for animals. yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it's funny because, like, but then I just watched this episode of Black Mirror, and I was like, maybe not, because that show just, like, <laughs> I don't know. Well, there's actually a USA Today article that says you will get chipped eventually. 
Uh, It's just a matter of time. In the aftermath of a Wisconsin firm uh, embedding microchips in employees last week to ditch company badges and corporate logons, the Internet has entered into uh, full-throated debate. Uh, Religious activists are so appalled they've been penning nasty one-star reviews of the company. On the flip side, seemingly everyone wants to know, is this... Is this what real life is going to be like soon at work? Will I be chipped? It will happen to everybody, says Noel Chesley, 49. Um, so, and then after that, I'm seeing all kinds of um, articles saying that it's, it's like straight out of uh, Revelation. But, I mean, um, lots of uh, places are microchipping their employees. I'd quit. Yeah, you're, you're not, not putting, putting that crap in me. In me. Like, really, I'm going to work here that long? People switch mm-hmm. jobs like every couple of years now. Right. They said that um, this chip is said is what the Bible has prophesizing um, the mark of the beast, a high tech version of 666. If you get a RFID chip implanted, well, you are definitely not getting saved. <laughs> All right. Um, well, so he, could you imagine being a child? You know, from third grade to ninth grade, and you're very impressionable. And the one person that you're looking up to, who seems like your buddy, and you're telling them, you know, that you love them, and this, and he, they're trying to tell you, you know, that you need to even be worried about your own parents because they're under the influence of the devil. These satanic things lurking around them. Yeah, that guy's brainwashed. Yeah, brainwashing yeah. Kids. And then right. saying that if they. Get a ba- they get a bad shot or something goes bad in the uh, basketball court that that's a devil thing going on too. Oh, what? Yeah, okay. telling them mm. that this these are evil. So they always they're like paranoid and they're always worried. Um, hey, at least they're good at basketball. <laughs> <laughs> Kept them in line, so, didn't it? <laughs> they're getting good uh, grades. <laughs> <laughs> the parents find out that this has been going on. Uh, obviously, they alert the school. Tell. AJ, that he cannot have any contact with their children at all after this. AJ tries to turn it around on them and says, if you say anything about me, you know, there will be like consequences as far as almost like he's going to sue back because I think the parents wanted to sue him and then he's going to say he's going to sue back if they say anything bad about him. Slander his name. Uh, on the on the grounds of slander, that's what he's rolling with? Yeah. Huh. That's not how that works because nope. it actually has to be untrue information that people right. are spreading about you. So, um, uh. so I just found this really interesting uh, because they're like, well, he technically didn't really do anything except for put these ideas in these kids' heads. It's still brainwashing and manipulating and yeah. culty. And even it's after, creepy. you know, this, even after they told him to stay away from the kids and um, they're already brainwashed and the one child was like not wanting to believe that he is bad and wanting to see him still and um, not understanding. And then these kids, like the one had to see a psychologist and slowly work on progression and these anxiety attacks and uh, always being in fear that they're going to go to hell and that someone's coming to to implant them with a chip. I felt like that as a kid. Because of the religious teachings? 
Yeah, but it wasn't like it wasn't from my my parents or anything. It was mostly, you know, church, my grandparents, and it wasn't like they were like that where it it was a constant, you know. Oh, if you if you miss that basket, then you know the devil. That's the devil, you know. But it was sort of when you grow up in a really like Pentecostal speaking, you know, tongue. Yeah, and, Galilea yeah. and whatever. You have to um, work a, uh, walk a certain line, or else you are. Right, you you feel that way because that's the only thing that you know. Yeah, you don't know the way of the world yet, and you just think that's how it is. And the world, it's you against the world, all the time. Your faith against the world. Um, that's why a lot of my writing eventually winds <laughs> up with some sort of religious connotation to it, because that's all where all my fears stem from. Where you know, kids were scared of Freddy Krueger. You know, I was scared of demon possession. You know, it's just your your fears are totally different as a kid when you have that religious installation repetitively. And I, I can identify with what these kids are saying and yeah. that anxiety that they feel. And it's not just. Cody says that um, it was horrible for him because by seventh and eighth grade, he started, uh, AJ started talking about the rapture to him and how the rapture could happen at any second. And, in his mind, <coughs> excuse me. Um, he said, "Once you're spiritually sound, once your soul is good, you'll see the things I see." And he was waiting for the day when he could see the demons. Um, and so, when this court battle was going on, sometimes he would look and just be like, "Why can't I see it?" And he's like, "Can I? God, just show me. Am I not doing enough?" Because there's like there's witnessing to people, and then there's this. You know, he was saying he was saying that. Um, Aj said that there were signs that the rapture might happen during the upcoming Olympics, which meant the Illuminati were going to be trying to implant everyone with RFID chips, and that there was little time left. Um. <coughs> uh, so, yeah, I I was listening to this, and then Jeremy got in my car, and we were listening to the end of it, kind of, and uh, and I was telling him what I heard already, and he was like, "Man, these kids must have been terrified right. to be told like every little move you make, and if you make a bad move, like if you don't score that that you know that free throw, or if you don't do this or that a certain way, then these evil things, you know, evil things are going to happen, <coughs> and to be told." Pretty much, you have to watch every little thing that you're doing. Is just that's terrible. You can't be a normal child. No. And pretty much, I thought it was going to end in some sexual way because that seems like what sexual predators would do. Right. If you don't do this a certain way, or if you tell your parents, you know, these bad things are going to happen. So yeah, no, and then t- saying to call the thing that I thought was crazy, especially too, like. Call the child protective services on your parents, and you can always say, or that he said, call nine one one or call child protective services, and you can always cry and say abuse. Jeez. So he's telling his kids to even say that. Well, yeah, and then you're like, uh, then what happens? To that kid, then they end up in a foster home, and right. <laughs> Like, or they're microchipped, so <laughs> so they can keep track of all the foster kids. 
But that whole separation of church and state, too, comes in there where that guy was violating all those codes because I'm assuming this is a public school, not a private school. What was that? I'm assuming this is a public school, not a private school. Um, as far as that, what I got of it, yeah. Yeah. You can't teach religion there. And you definitely can't run around brainwashing little kids. But they say that this movie, um, The Rapture, like I said, which uh, was from 1972, put this fear of the beast into everyone about this computerized system in the RFID ch- chips. And uh, that's where it all stems from, that people didn't realize this was from the movie. They thought that it was an actual thing, and then it just spread. And it ended up even getting into some religions. Um, and then people don't really want to hear that it's not. Maybe that's where I got it from, was the movie of the kid. Probably. Yeah. So these people were thinking it was real, and it was like, well, this came from a movie, and then it was already too late because it was already too big, you know. Um. Hmm. But yeah, they talk about cults and brainwashing, and I mean, what would you do if you found out this guy that you know was the new coach was talking to your kid and saying all these things? What? And I wonder. I go confront him. Go. Who the hell do you think you are? What could they charge him with? I mean. I mean. I don't know. I'm trying to think of some sort of legality against that. He, I mean, honestly, he should just lose his job. Yeah. You know, that's the long and short of it. And I think once reputation spreads, it's punishment enough because you're not going to get on the job. No, You're going to be not. that guy because it's going to go straight to the news. And you can sue them for slander. But it's not right. slander if it's true. Exactly. So um, we got Skype screenshots. Sorry, yeah. I know we're going over 11. Um, oh, I'll try to wrap it up. But they said that Cody's parents had done some research and the best route seemed to be used to sue for intentional infliction and emotional distress. The, oh, le- the legal description of what they would have to show was daunting. The conduct had to be, quote, so outrageous in character and so extreme in degree as to go beyond in all possible bounds of decency and to be regarded as atrocious and utterly intolerable in a civilized community. That's so subjective, though. And it's what if, if they Cody found chose that to do it? The whole thing could take years. It is insufferable. These kids have the fear of God in them, and they're riddled with anxiety, and they're what middle schoolers? Or yeah, they can't even be kids, right? Because they're afraid of making a mistake and going to hell. Because this guy's been brainwashing them through some of their most formative years. You know what I'm saying? To and this is somebody that they looked up to. You know, so like, yeah, you look up to your parents, but you really look up to your cool aunt that you can tell secrets to. Right. You know, she has huge influence over you. Mm -hmm. So this guy had a huge influence that he was in a position of authority over these kids as well. So somebody they looked up to, somebody they could trust. And he took advantage of that and, you know, dusted his his tainted juice all over him. And I'm pretty sure God doesn't appreciate that, by the way. Just yeah, it's one in of case those, you happen to run across this, you little fruitcake. Right. It's one of those like, hey, it takes one asshole to ruin everything for everybody else. Because then again, yeah. you know, people go, oh, those crazy Christians. No, that crazy one guy. Yeah. Well, you I know, mean, there's a lot there's of crazy a lot of ex- Yeah, there's a, anything but there's in extremes. There's a lot extremes of normal ones, too. It's terrible. Anything in extremes yeah. is terrible. He said, um, the seven. Okay, so 
it was taken to court. Seven jurors were yeses, ready to hold AGA liable. Three were undecided and two were noes. So they debated and read through the Skype transcripts and they took another vote. Ten yeses, two undecided, both of them men. They were Christians. <laughs> um, <laughs> the president juror told me two things seemed to win over the last two. One was the mothers on the jury who just kind of went to town. The other was this this idea of awarding just $4 in damages. Everyone liked that idea. $4? $4. Yeah. It says, That's not going to cover psychologist bills. I'll give you a tree for day. They said $4 was a way to help Cody put this behind him. Cody's family, did, the they said Cody's family didn't need any money and they figured if they picked a large, large amount of money, yes, they would just that would just punish AJ, but he would probably wouldn't be able to pay it, um, which would just drag this whole thing out and more legal stuff. Maybe AJ would appeal and everyone would have to go through this whole thing again. Appeal so for $4. So $4, I'm not sure that's just how yeah. the jury was supposed to think about things, but it's just what they did. After the trial, some of the jurors hugged Cody or came over to talk. One told me he also tried to find AJ to say good luck, but he already left. So it was $4. This story is wild. (laughs) Story's out of control. Like your court costs are so much more than that. They're like, well, it sounds like they were pretty, they were well off, so they didn't really need the money. Yeah, no, it sounds like they just wanted to hurt him in some way because he had hurt their child, which I totally understand because there's no laws against brainwashing. I have four singles in my wallet. Give it to me. You are not going to the would, arcade. Like, <laughs> if I would, you know, if I was a parent and this happened to my child, and I didn't need the money because you know I was well off and I could cover my own legal stuff and whatever, I would just want all I would really want. I wouldn't want the money. <coughs> all I really want is just to make sure that he does not do this to any other child. Right, that's the end goal. Does not get into any more um, schools, and that's all you know that people would know. This is the history, and that he should be able to. He would, that he should stay away from children. If he does this to adult, then that's on you. You know, because adults are in that mindset where they should be able to make their own decisions. But yeah, they children can walk are very, away and go. Oh yeah, no thanks. Yeah, <laughs> children are very um, impressionable, and so I think you shouldn't be able to to uh, have anything to do with um, elementary, middle school, high school, or any other children's like you know even if it's just children's like whatever uh, community thing or any other thing that has to do with youth craziness four dollars <laughs> so sorry Jess we kept you over but no you're good I'm gonna say is this why you just pay a guy She's like, give me four dollars. <laughs> like, you pay a guy, and then you know that guy just you know makes so that guy can't talk anymore, and then you don't have to worry about him like poisoning kids and manipulating him anymore. And on that note, <laughs> I'm like, I believe in some shit, but damn, that was going down really far. Yeah, that's going down. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's one of those things where it's like you're getting into personal beliefs here, and you know that that's in you the home. Do that to children. That's in the right. home. Like, you know, and, and you don't tell them that the devil's making them like miss a basket. Mm-hmm. No, because it is not your strength yet. You just keep shooting. 
God, you don't void all logic because you have a faith. That's another, that's actually, you know what, that's a, that's a whole other ball of wax for another show. You know, extremism and faith. It's just, you know, I, you, you can't just void all logic, but at the same time, you know, I don't know. We'll save it for another show. But anyways, that was a great story, though. Well, that was pretty interesting. I was like, damn. Yeah. I was made me justice. keep in my car. Actually, I, I pulled up to the gallery because I was going to do something with the dog and Jeremy. And uh, I sat in my car for like another 20 minutes. He looked outside of the gallery window. He's like lifting his arms like, what the fuck are you doing in your car? You know, NPR. And then I came in there. He's like, what were you doing? I'm like, I'm sorry. I was just listening to a really intriguing story. <laughs> he's like, oh, no, I love those stories. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Thanks for joining us here on the watch list. We talked about a lot of crazy stuff today. We're just kind of all over the place. It's an all over the place kind of night. Mm. Agreed. Yeah. So until next time, I'm Keith Pierce. I'm Holly Ogden. Give me four dollars. Leave a leave a little insight about the show today if you like. Yeah. On our page or three fifty. Good night. Good night.